Allison, did you notice? So, so there was a little while where me and Kyle kept changing our names on Facebook to add the Eric to mess with Andy. <laughs> I remember and, that. That was great. And I did it one too many times and Facebook <laughs> locked my name in. <laughs> they said no more. Thank you. <laughs> you're stuck now And I was Roy Eric Voy for like six months. Oh. Yeah. It, it, you're like the Tobias in Animorphs where you're stuck in <laughs> four. That's the word. <laughs> but... <laughs> And you're such trash. You're and that's such gonna go. That's right so now. close to the theme too. Uh, <laughs> oh my shit. god! No, I. You, Eric is a distinguished, nice little middle name, and you guys are lucky to be stuck with it for a while. <laughs> Used to be four ordinary teenagers. <laughs> The bears who help them fight Mondragor. Hello, how's it going, everybody? It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. It's that animated podcast about real cartoons. I'm Andy. I'm Austin. And I'm Rory. And I'm Allison. There she is. With us is Allison Lurz. I I did it myself. Is that okay if I if I just did that? Yeah, break all the rules. <laughs> I've done this. Yeah, like, you're no, a that's frequent fine. contributor. I've done this like four or five times. At this point, I'm on the team. Right? Yeah. You, yeah. Allison, we love you. You're our fourth host. I love you, know you that. too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Allison, maybe you could you can help uh, help yes. me build out this theme idea I of was telling the guys about. Yeah. All right. So, what I kind of <laughs> noticed is as the dynamic between me and Andy and Austin. Yeah. Is uh, not dissimilar to just uh, the cast of Frasier. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Wait. How could Wait. I? How could I not immediately think of Seattle's most beloved fictional characters? Hold on. Then you three. That's the show about scrambled eggs, correct? Yeah, you got it. That's about all I know about Frasier. Yeah, well, Austin and his limoncellos and fancy, fancy things <laughs> makes. Oh my god. Uh, uh, Andy and his love of fine antiquities. Oh and I'm god. over here just a cranky old fart. Oh my god. Wait, you're you're our you're our dad. Yeah. You, I mean, I think I think in the dynamic, like there's no doubt I've got a healthy dose of Fraser Crane in my in my uh, uh, Venn diagram. But of the group, am I the main character, Niles Fraser? Yeah, okay. Allison, you're definitely Niles. Yeah, he's absolutely Niles. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy Sorry, loves giving advice sometimes on the radio. Of my cardigan. So, yeah. So I'm Fraser. Yes. Yeah, you're the Fraser. Okay. And See, I'm on Kyle's board with Ross. this now because I'm the title character. Hold on, is that, is that appeals is the Frasier a title that is passed down from generation to generation? <laughs> it it can only be worn by one man at one time, and you have to battle someone tete a tete uh, by seeing who could name I don't know some like the most uh, varieties neoclassical of tea urban you can, yeah that you can pick up at Whole Foods yeah exactly. Like, oh, that was an episode. Well, now there's no Whole Foods, but there was an episode where Fraser and Niles battle for king of the wine club. Yes. In a very, very similar to the way you've described it. See, because <laughs> you are the Fraser. Uh, in every yeah. generation, there is a chosen one. He alone will stand against the vampires and the demons and the forces of darkness. He is the Fraser. <laughs> This is great. I mean, yeah, so Joss, basically, Joss I was just thinking we could Frasier. do an episode of Frasier while we, you know, be- between our shows. It's like a really, can you imagine the theme is like a really dark version of that, hey, baby, I hear them blues the Colin. 
Like really gritty noir. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, welcome to Fraser Day Morning Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good. I don't have a good like talk radio voice, and I don't read nearly enough like hardcover books to be Fraser right now. You're doing. You're doing great, Fraser Crane. You don't just worry. do your little deep voice. And Am I, I'm gonna start. You, you really don't have to be trying. If you try, you're gonna fail. But just be yourself and let the Fraser flow through you. Can I be Daphne Moon? Am oh, I Daphne? Oh yeah. Yeah, you can. You're da- you're a Daphne you can Moon. Be Daphne. Cool. <laughs> Allison, how about you team up and be Niles with me? Because I've never seen Frasier. You sh- I mean, but you can. You don't need help. <laughs> I, <there's... laughs> I mean, there's not much you need to do. I think I've been burned. <laughs> and you I think still someone's split. burned me. I think you're doing great. You know, just okay. just believe you're in wonderful. your believe in your inner, um, like highly neurotic, uh, extremely bougie self, and you'll be fine. Okay, I will. I will keep this. I will maintain the snoot. Yes, it's deep, deep snoot. Uh, so I think that we wanted to start with uh, Silverhawk. Is that correct? Silverhawk. Let's do it. Oh, she's got it. She's on board yeah. already. You people have been uh. playing this theme song since I was twenty-three. <laughs> I think we 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 Which really shirked on our duty then. Five years ago, we introduced ago. it that late. <laughs> Okay, so we're doing Silverhawks episode six, which is called Dark Bird. And uh, this one is uh, a bandit who bears an uncanny resemblance to Quicksilver attacks the Bank of Limbo. The Bank World of Dolar. Bank World of Dolar. (laughs) Lord Cash. Yeah. With all of the world building, I almost missed Dolar, and I'm so glad oh, I caught oh, it. Oh no, Dolar is essential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for you, for you listeners, that's the word dollar just said funny. <laughs> Correct. Dolar. Correct. Star. <laughs> we uh, we get we get this whole weird plant. It's 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 doing the sci- the sci-fi thing that everyone kind of hates, where like they just have a whole planet, but it's about one thing. You know, like right. a desert planet or whatever. But planet. it's this even is like worse. a bank planet. And the it's bank even planet's even more rote. Yeah, because the whole planet is not full of different banks. It's it's one bank. <laughs> it's like and the bank. It doesn't even use like digital shit. It's like a, 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 a Scrooge McDuckian pile of coins. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Allison, there's a lot of this was here. this was your first actual episode, it right? It sure was. In my first episode well, of Silverhawks. Yes. How are you feeling? How did how'd it go? How'd it go down? The voice acting in this show is something else. <laughs> it is. It is an experience you just have to like sit through and and take in all at once. It's like Ma- every, every time someone delivers a line on the show, someone slowed down the pace of how yeah. fast they are allowed to talk. And Monstar yes. and Yes Man are definitely trying to get an Emmy. Monstar is giving the performance <laughs> of a lifetime. Yeah, he went to the the Genghis Rex school of, uh, of yelling, of, of go roughing. You know, harum. it makes me so happy for like rough voiced voice actors from the eighties. <laughs> like there were so many options. Yeah, they had a a wealth ahead of them. Yeah, so many casting. <laughs> Uh, options yeah so uh, this is a silly one yeah so they've uh they, they we, we, we kind of start this one 
and there's a fake Quicksilver trying with to destroy or rob the bank. Yeah, with a terrible. And they don't robo reveal voice. it right away. We, I mean, we know because it's obvious that our 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 boy Jonathan Quick would never be so dastardly as to rob <laughs> rob Dolar, but uh, it would appear to be the real Quicksilver. It yeah, would. until he removes his mask and has a terrifying vampire face. <laughs> it's it's. I thought he. I, I thought know, he, we don't get that I, during the heist, or does he show his face? Yeah, he. It's like right at does. the end. Yeah, okay. it's like Dracula's okay. Quicksilver for Halloween. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's really, it's really quite strange. Not He's convincing at all. Big old. No, no, not convincing. Um, no. They but, made this thing from scratch. They could make yeah. a complete replica Quipsilver, and they chose to give him a scary vampire face, <laughs> which, you know, just seems like a, a huge oversight. Not to mention the fact that the entire plan is to have him come in and perfectly mimic Quicksilver, which I guess gets him in from the planet level. Just from mm-hmm. like, hey, it kind of vaguely looks like him. And then they close the force fields and he starts blasting stuff. And then he already gives up his cover immediately. But was the intent to frame him? Like, was it, yes. yeah, kind of, but they didn't do anything about it. Right. Yeah, or at least to get away with using his persona to kind of open doors. I mean, unless yeah. they were trying to frame him if so that they could disband Silverhawks immediately. That was one of the first lines. Like, well, the government's yeah. disbanding us, which is pretty, it's, I think that's pretty advanced. It was given pretty that, anemic, though. Yeah, but he looked terrible. Yeah. They didn't do anything about it. They got it his metal like, well, off, but nothing else. Yeah. 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 It was it was strange to me because uh government doesn't work that fast. Maybe future government is more nimble, but like from the moment that Lord Cash calls and is like, ah, the Silverhawks are evil now, like it's about 20 minutes, maybe, in in world time right. before they get the phone call that's like, hey, Silverhawks, you gotta not be Silverhawks anymore. Well, uh, gotta go home. We're villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have some questions that may not necessarily yeah. be related Fire. to this exact episode. Does the does the cowboy have an actual name, or does he only possess like fifty nicknames? Uh, so his you're his not name wrong. Never He's kind given, of both. His name was never given to us in terms of like a human name, what? like Jonathan Quick for Quicksilver. Uh, but his name is Bluegrass. His name is Colonel Bluegrass. No. <laughs> yes. That's so dumb. Absolutely. That's so dumb. Okay, question two. There's a weird right. non-human humanoid. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Who just oh, kinda, <laughs> he just kind of sounds like a like a toy all the time. The Copper but Kid that's how he talks. is from the planet of the mimes. No. That's <laughs> the Copper a kid. very real thing. No. And they He's kidnapped the him and made him fight crime. <laughs> his no. whole planet his home planet is in fact called the planet of the mimes oh that's like it, oh poor thing it doesn't have a name it doesn't have a different name like M- mimulon it's the planet they of just the mimes. call it <laughs> yeah that's so grim and he talks like this i hate it and i hate it okay. yeah it's not good it's not good yeah. do you okay. have other questions I, I have a quick theory by the way which i've been thinking about do we think he might have been exiled from the planet of the mimes because he can talk oh shit probably that mm-hmm. makes sense oh which could would explain why he volunteered his body to science as just a child <laughs> could become be. partly yeah. metal and partly real the, yeah so he he signed up to go uh to go fight on the wall yeah because he, <laughs> yeah. he refused to be quiet yeah he's a revolutionary <laughs> I think that's that, probably the only headcanon that makes sense to me. 
What's I'm, his name I'm again? I'm 100% onto that. The Copper uh, Kid. The Copper Kid. He doesn't even get a name. No. No. Jesus. No, nobody ever spoke it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, they've intense. all got names. They mimed a but... pencil when they wrote on his birth certificate, <laughs> so nothing's actually... <laughs> Uh, the plan of the mimes is kind of insufferable. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. It's a silly place. Yeah. So uh, bluegrass I mean, gives us a lot of Paris. Uh, <laughs> Paris is the city of mimes, <laughs> as we all know. City of yeah. mimes. The city of mimes. Though. The city of mimes. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love I wrote I wrote all of them down that I could, but we get some serious folksy dialogue from Bluegrass this sure episode. Yeah, he cranks it up a notch. Uh, at one point, he says something is as likely as Monstar organizing a clam bake. Oh yeah. Uh, he says he he thinks this plot is lower than a snake in a wagon rut. <laughs> and then later on, he says, "I feel like I've been thrown by a spooky bronc." A spooky bronc. <laughs> Yeah. Now, so I had to listen we to didn't that get a both. So, so the funny thing is, he does these, and then Allison, our friend Stargazer, yes, does the exact same things, but with like outer space references. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Like, don't count your satellites before they're orbiting. That kind of what? thing. What? Oh my god! <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've been forced to watch a lot of '80s cartoons by you guys over the years, and yeah, you're yeah, well, guilty. This is honestly a step, a cut above the rest as far as it's so like good. 80s tropes so that they that. hit so hard. Yeah. They just, they just like wrote, it's like they made a list of like, where are all the boxes to check? Okay. So we got, we've got a folksy dude with catchphrases. Yep. We've got a forced <laughs> child soldier. Great. Yep. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know that common 80s trope. Oh yeah. What if we made him look kind of cute and gave him a dumb voice? Yeah. Perfect. Like they just hit every single thing. It's very impressive. They, they find a bell and they ring the shit they out. They do, of it. and they gave it the best theme song of any of any cartoon ever. Period. Yeah, it's a wonderful theme yeah, song. It's so good. It's partly metal, partly real. That's what more can you ask for? We also got some decent music in this episode. I, yeah. I wrote that down too. There's some the, quality the, the, like, stuff. slow refrain of the theme song. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah, just feels like they tried to do some stylistic stuff that we hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, some more like southerny stuff and. You know, some exciting yeah. music. Uh, they right, also so back to yeah. the. Should we get back to the plot? Yeah, a little bit. Because I mean, as much as we can, the Silvercocks are conversing on how they're going to be able to uh, catch another hawk. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> so, sort of, I guess, like a hawk. Uh, it takes a hawk to catch a hawk, sort of deal. Yeah, everyone knows that old adage. <laughs> yeah, and so they uh, they yet again invent net technology. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, this is not the first episode where their big reveal has been to have a net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except this time it's a it's a net grenade. So that's kind of cool, I guess. It's the Skynet. It's it's yeah. it's a net yeah. that was in a ball. But like you know that fishermen and this in is like way too close to Terminator to be able nets. to get away with just casually naming something Skynet. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like a year yeah. after Terminator or something like that. It was really close. Yeah. I Although I think they also I... they also ripped off Top Gun in the first episode. So maybe if they're just doing pop culture, that's okay. They've just but got it a feels list. Rip-off-y. And they're going to work their yeah. way through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I like about that, that uh, the, the Skynet, 
is that they're like, oh, I hope it works. And then they just chuck it at the copper kid and then laugh And at laugh <laughs> and mock him as the boy who can't speak struggles against this weighted net. <laughs> like, they're such fuckers. <laughs> it's yeah. a really questionable space program. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so meanwhile, we find out that Munstar is super thirsty for cash, and uh, his whole plan is, of course, to steal all the money out of that bank, uh, and he's going to send hardware and mumbo-jumbo to do it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems like a good team, I guess. <laughs> they don't seem very capable. They're no. terrible. Yeah. No, but they yeah. also, an interesting thing that happened was as soon as he he wants to send them out, describes his plan... Hardware asks to get paid because he built yeah. a replica Silverhawk. And he's like, hey, uh, do you think I could see some scratch from that? <laughs> Can I get some Skrill? Uh, you got to read the Monster... room, man. This was not the time for contract negotiation. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was still a bold move, I think. You know, like yeah, it really calls sure. into question how the payment structure works. Like how right. employment for Monster. How, go- how do goons, yeah. I mean, how do goons are they like, are they commissioned? Right. right. Right, like I assume it's a commission. <laughs> you know, like he he gets commission for making stuff. Well, it seems like an at-will employment situation. Like Monstar could let them go at any moment. Like, right, and by let them go meaning he could fire them into a cannon in outer space <laughs> or something. Well, if I remember correctly though, he didn't threaten to kill him over that. He was just like, "Remember who you're employed by." Like his threat was like he could just like fire well, him he, and that was probably the worst he could do. Yeah. I I I wrote this down. I was very confused by it. He says, "Do what I say unless you want to work for someone else." And he says that like a, it's like a death threat, but he's really just saying, "I mean, unless you want, you know, another job." And then Hardware looks like he's, you know, threatened his family or something and yeah. gets yeah, really scared like, and runs dude, away. I would absolutely work for somebody else. What? Well, is but it like could a be really like imagine imagine situation. for a moment, you know, that uh that Tony Soprano said that to you. Work for yeah. somebody else probably oh, means yeah. the fishes. Yeah. True. What's the economic True. situation of the universe? Like, we, well, we know okay, that there's so a planet that's the bank, and we, we know we really that there's space know. programs. Limbo is pretty light on infrastructure, <laughs> I think. Mm, disappointing. That world building should be deeper. Yeah. It's terribly shallow. Mm, that's a it's, shame. It's as needed <laughs> world building. Uh, cool. Now, the 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 interesting thing for me is that uh, <laughs> there's like this whole focus on this. Oh, we're gonna send mumbo jumbo and hardware, and that is ended in like a minute. They they get yeah, sent. They see the Silverhawks coming, and they're like, "Nope, we're going the other way," and they run away. Okay, but and, first there was a great quote uh, that I want to. Uh, say that one of them said uh, <laughs> I want to <laughs> say <laughs> okay but give it to so us the, give it to the us the quote was that nut is going to ram us <laughs> cool and I just thought that was kind of hell funny. yeah nice in a sexual way yeah cool that's like that's like dirty some inappropes out of these guys that's partly metal <laughs> partly real oh <laughs> now you're getting it you're getting into it oh yeah i got the i got the fraser to laugh that's good <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah they 
almost every episode, Allison, of this show kind yeah. of devolves into I, I uh, poorly choreographed fight sequences that are not interesting. Oh, poorly metal, so poorly the, the the fight sequences themselves, yeah, are are tend to be a little bland. But I would say, of the episodes we've seen so far, this is the first one that introduced it, introduced it, introduced any kind of like interesting character stake oh, to it. Nice, okay. With uh, with the dark bird. Uh, Andy, when you said yeah. um, every time on this show it devolves, and and when I said I know, it's it's because I thought <laughs> you were talking about this show that we're that we're doing right now. But yes, oh, um, oh, I, I can also <laughs> see that in oh, terms. Of I appreciate oh, okay. I appreciate that you, that you reiterated that so that now. you knew. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> embrace it. You wanted us to know that it embrace was a dig at us personally. Yes, I like that. Yes, I, I do. I like your style, Allison. I know. Uh, you can hang up whenever you like. Thank you, the Fraser. Next caller. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I uh, it, it's good to hear that uh, the show is um, evolving uh, as, as the episodes go on, um, just in terms of uh, them introducing more interesting character stuff. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't just a fight scene at the end. Yeah. 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 It's, I, who knows? Who knows where this show is going? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we have Dark it, Bird attack the ship yeah he kind of yeah, he, he puts, a little, he puts a little black crystal and steel will allison guess what his guess what his name is guess what his real human name is what's his name will oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah oh my god jesus christ yeah it's not good there it is yeah <laughs> But they, they fight twins, so I guess his name is Will Steele, but they don't actually give us his actual last name. But it has to be Will Steele, right? Oof. I don't I would think. Hope so. I don't. I don't. I it don't know that be. it is. I think it's. Uh, I think it's Hart, which is oh, why it's strange. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have to look that up later and fact check. Myself. Oh, they could be named Hart, and that's why her name is Steel Hart. Oh, yeah, my exactly. God. Um, amazing, amazing. So, this 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 deal with the the doppelganger, right? I mean, he kind of handily takes out everybody, and then Quicksilver decides, no, everyone go home. You're too hurt. I'm gonna do this like one on one. And then there's a significant chunk of the episode that is uh, Quicksilver fighting against Dark Bird, and uh, and this is where the best music comes in. Actually, I don't know. Uh, maybe we maybe we do this. Maybe we don't. But Kyle. There's a, a a section of that music that is really banging, and I would love it if you could drop that in here so that we could hear it. It was pretty banging. It definitely <laughs> caught me off guard because I wasn't used to legitimately enjoying anything happening in this program. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I think I think I liked that a lot. It had some cool chords in it. Um, but yeah, what else? What else uh, from here to the end? Is there anything else that interested you guys? I mean, obviously they win. I kind of dug the final showdown where uh, where Jonathan Quick puts the whammy on uh, on Dark Bird. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. That. And the fact that they use that Dark Bird is all me- is mostly metal, not real. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we, you, Silverhawks are partly metal, partly real. Yes, we know. Great, continue. And then he, he wasn't. He was not real. And that was like He's the all plot metal. element. I think every time they bring up the partly metal, partly real in the show, they actually use it as a plot point. That's amazing. <laughs> I think it's true. So the they do this thing where Steelheart and Steel Will kind of try and be sports people. 
<laughs> like they like they sound like they're 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 really into sports. And Steelheart comes. They're like arriving to save Quicksilver, and she goes, "Looks like third down and goal to go." Which I have to stress is not real football terms. <laughs> yeah, I had that note, and it sounds like somebody describing football who's never actually been to a football game. <laughs> and then Steel Will is like immediately responds thinking they're writing a poem and he says you go high and i'll go low and then i hate them forever (laughs) you know when when your football team has to split into two halves and one team has to take the top half (laughs) yes all of us football people we all three-dimensional football yeah (laughs) oh god what a fun show Uh, and then Allison, we normally don't talk about the thing that happens at the end where Bluegrass teaches the Copper Kid about the solar system. Oh it's like a, it's like an educational entertainment section for kids. I could say yeah, we that. tried it first, but there's just nothing. There's no real comedy juice there. It's no Sailor Says. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking compared to Sailor Says, but yeah, like learning basic facts and without any sort of jokes. Like it's yeah. comedy poison, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I totally understand. We shall we shall move on. Now, Allison, you yes. what you didn't see with our friend Skyrunner this episode is yes. that uh, he <laughs> is act, he's an actual squid. He's a space squid that Munstar turns him into a car when he's Holy got shit. When, <laughs> I wrote down he, squid car. I wrote down squid car because I was concerned. Like, what is going on there? It wasn't addressed at all. So it's a squid no. that turns into a car. Yeah, yeah he, no, like, he's he's car forcibly turned it. into car. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like his the car is like a coat that he wears. That's horrible. <laughs> That's awful. You know how sometimes you wear cars like coats? Yeah, like sometimes you just want to go out for a ride. Time to strap up the squid. Take it on you out. Gotta, you got to cover all your squid parts with car parts. Naturally. Space squid. <laughs> Not car. all your squid parts. Not all your squidly parts. Just I the know, parts I want that people count. to be able to tell it's a squid. Like, I don't want to cover up let, the tentacles. Yeah. You got to let people see your noodles. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, that poor squid. Should we go to a commercial? Yeah, thanks, Silverhawks. Hey, uh, hey, Rory. Yes, Austin. It's my dear hey. friend, Austin. I am really excited for you to tell us about this brand new sponsor that we just got in that I uh, was looking over your shoulder when you were... When I was reading it from the telegram? Yeah. <laughs> and can you tell us about time parties? Time parties are the are the newest way for you and your friends to experience three-dimensional time in a way that linear mortals have have been shackled out of for for near millennia or what they say in three-dimensional space no big deal (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so the way you have a time party is you and your friends hold hands and um recite the incantation from the back of a Cheerios box. That's where time parties are. It's a Cheerios sponsored. Um, buy a box like of a... Cheerios. Experience time in all of its <laughs> dimensional greatness. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, you re- you recite the spell and you get beamed into... Do you remember the end of Interstellar when you can push books around and play in sunbeams? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where time parties are. That's what those guys. <laughs> that's what the guys from Interstellar. Why was he so stressed out? Those look like fun. Yeah. So uh, buy a box of Cheerios. Support your local uh, farmers market. And where do you think you get Cheerios, Rory? 
<laughs> they don't grow? You don't grow Cheerios? <laughs> off the English Cheerio tree? Oh, is that why British people say Cheerio? <laughs> Sweetheart, look. You know it's springtime because the trees are blooming. Oh, take one and take it for the road. Cheerio, darling. Cheerio, my love. Maybe on the back of the Cheerio box, we'll be able to have a time party. Oh, indeed. <laughs> Say the incantation with me, sweetheart. Yes, maybe we'll meet Matthew McConaughey this time. Yes, indeed. No GMOs. <laughs> Low cholesterol. Kids love it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, everybody, we're all getting stuck oh, in no. time. Oh, <laughs> Don't forget to go to timeparties.com slash Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, everybody. Welcome back to Digimon Adventures, episode 19, The Prisoner of the Pyramid. This episode, Izzy receives a call for help from within Edamon's pyramid base, and so the group decides to investigate. Along the way, Izzy makes an interesting discovery about the digital world. Yeah, so this is a this is a big one. Pretty big lore dumps. This is a yeah, real this is big a doozer. So I want to start off this episode by reminding the audience that when uh, our, our three our three heroes of Saturday Tuesdays began their Digimon adventures, I told them this show is deep as hell. You yeah. don't understand what you're getting into, and they they laughed. They scoffed. They said, "Ha ha! No, I know digital monsters when I see one." Alice we said, and beat it, Lures. street trash. Yes. Take a hike. Be gone you with digital, you and your, your dumb opinions because they're wrong. Well, who's laughing now at this complex ass show with ridiculous metaphysics? Yeah, Digimon, it's fucking intense. I told you. Yeah. I'm having a brain cramp. <laughs> You're turning green around the edges. There is a lot to take in. Yeah, so at the start of the episode, Izzy falls for the classic Nigerian prince scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god i love i i love that <laughs> he gets an a, email and immediately <laughs> does what the email asks yeah yeah that's internet 101 is he <laughs> these children are are impossibly easy to trick they are but I, I almost got mad because izzy's like oh it's entirely possible that our computers have compatible systems and then he just hooks his laptop up to edamon's dark network and it works the first time and I almost got mad about that, and then I remembered that we're watching a cartoon, so I uh, I cooled my jets. But it, it does it does irk me that he can just like I mean, <laughs> fucking a you know it may as well be an alien planet that they're on. Why? Well, Who knows if USB exists? Um, um it's well, a shadow world. Yes, as we will get to in a moment. So all of this logic makes sense. Yeah. Though in Andy's defense, they should have explained a little logic before so it wasn't so reaching. Yeah, when, I guess that's when Izzy's fair. like knows everything about how the internet works. Yeah, sorry, okay, that's have... what took me out of the show. Not the like <laughs> not the naked monkey Elvis or <laughs> Mighty right. El not... Mighty Edamon most majestic royal one. <laughs> Isn't Edamon the best? Edamon is He is a he's a treat. That's entirely divert our discussion real fast, but I I was really sick this last week, and I watched a lot of weird, shitty cartoons because I was upset about being sick. Was it and cartoons, I went or was it a different, more specific name for what you watched? 
Well, the more specific name was Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was fishing for anime. No, but I did watch a lot of anime. Yeah, but, fishing for anime I, is a great band name. <laughs> but over the course of watching this, these Jimmy Neutron episodes, I ended up on the Jimmy Neutron <laughs> wiki because, look, because I'm a terrible man. And there's a te- there's text on a random page of the wiki that says, Cindy's name was originally going to be Sally Proton. Jimmy's last name is Neutron. This may have been a clever hidden joke because protons and neutrons are attracted to each other. Oh a clever and, hidden joke. And, clever. and I got fucking pissed at the, t- at the my computer alone in my apartment. Sick. Because protons and neutrons don't attract each other electrically. It's Anyway, I got really, really Are you telling really me that a neutron's not specifically named for its neutral tone? <laughs> Are you telling me that a wiki entry was wrong? Yes. Yes, I'm telling you that a wiki entry was wrong and I got upset about it. So yes, I'm going to get upset about Izzy and his computer system. Right. Anyway, there's right. a, a fun digression. I had a really great time telling you about my terrible tendencies really while first, alone. Our show will now be making a legal complaint. <laughs> we were filing against the Jimmy Neutron wiki. Well, okay, but protons and neutrons do attract each other, but it's in the same way that neutrons and neutrons attract each other. It's not special. It's just the, the strong... Okay, we're just going to move on. Well, so, uh, so of the of the like weird <laughs> internet like write-offs, the one that, that bugged me... Was the when do you remember when Izzy says like, "Oh, I've been to this website a thousand times." Yeah, the domain of that website was nnia.mstr.com. Like, yeah, you know where you is, go. Is he for... some sort of dark web sorcerer, or it's, I... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you're the man now, dog? Like, it's it's that. That's kind where of he gets his neopet abbreviation. Yeah. <laughs> They've got the best memes there. Yeah. Uh, um. Let's see what else we got. Um, I mean, basically, Izzy figures it all out. Well, TK gets his crest with no fucking yeah, he, effort. And now one thing that's been kind of, well, I don't know uh, about kind of cool, um, but the getting of the crests has been particularly boring. It, not dissimilar from the way that uh, the first episodes were kind of boring. Sure. Um, but they set up the same kind of core dynamic where the first uh, little arc TK was the one without his without his digivolution and this right. time Sora's the one without her crest and we we're kind of dealing with her grappling with that this episode yeah so Izzy is in like they get the crest for TK and they're looking at the wall and Izzy looks at the digicode or the hieroglyphs or whatever and starts to realize that it's like a computer code and that then extrapolates really quickly that therefore the entire world is made of code and that they're all in a computer game and everything is real and it's a like shadow world version of our world and the things that they do in the digital world affect the real world and their bodies are not their real bodies they're like kilobytes of data but their real bodies are back at the camp and yeah, so this, the real world and this world, they're just kind of barely touching tips. Right. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> what I thought was funny is that, like, he goes on and on about it. And then TK's like, oh, my God, shut up. And Matt says, look, computer guys can't just do something, TK. That'd be too easy. They got to spend all day telling you how they're going to do it. Sick burn of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I fucking loved it because I, I miss Matt being sassy. Yeah, everybody this episode's kind of practicing their type five. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they got an open mic on Thursday and they got to they got to test out some material. <laughs> uh, uh, Mimi Mimi has an interesting line where she says, "Does that mean I don't have to go to the bathroom?" Because <laughs> cuz she starts saying something else because it was funny. I liked it. And then she gets cut off, but I was wondering where she was going. Does that mean that she was about to like piss herself or if I piss myself in the digital world, do I get wet in the real world? <laughs> I just wanted to see where she was going there. Allison, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I was going to say that, um, yeah, this was a huge info dump to just kind of like lay on all at once. But it also like has some really serious implications. Like as uh, far yeah. as yeah, Beaumont has an existential crisis. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I I love that they bring up the the conflict of like, well, what happens if we get hurt here? Like, does does that affect us back at home? And they come to the conclusion that yeah, it definitely does. Like, yes, if you I die mean, as in much the as game, I hate you die the, in real the life. Whole, like, if you die in the game, you die in real life thing. Uh, I it was kind of fun the little ways that they subvert that. Like, they don't really know the rules. It's not as right. clear cut as as that right yeah kind of like how we don't know what happens when we die sure Sure. you know it's it gets real well the other thing too uh that differentiates this for me from uh pokemon which you know was obviously came out around the same time is that there's the stakes are a lot higher in digimon Mm -hmm. like the actual the actual danger of we are not in our bodies we're in a world where we could die any minute and there's very little that can be done to prevent that is terrifying Like everything Generally, is a lot worst, more immediate. The worst thing that could happen to Ash is, oh, I guess I can't be a Pokemon master. I'll move back to my home in Pallet Town and be a doctor or something. Well, like, it's like have he's a real not even going to be a Pokemon master like this week. No, sure. You know, he could always be one next week or the week after that. Well, exactly. Pokemon has some serious implications that we don't really talk about, like the fact that this boy's best friend is an old guy who gives him gifts. Or that it's basically, you know, like they're basically dogfighting in 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 Pokemon. Yeah, that too. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, the, and then they eat them too. Right. Yeah. the The stakes are a lot higher in Digimon, and that's kind of compounded by the fact that the like the Digimon themselves are sentient and they have their own lives and they can make their own decisions and they can kind of you know leave and do whatever they want if they really want to. There's like an element of like, oh, you're my partner, I'm stuck with you. But there's also, I don't know, it's there's a lot of complex things happening in this simple ass TV show. Uh, and, and this episode yeah. specifically too, like, yeah. oh, is existence meaningless? Well, right. you know, why should we <laughs> even like try? Yeah, exactly. Are we just insignificant specks in the co- grand cosmic scheme of it all? Like, why even try? Because, like, I don't know. Why not? Um, so after the info dumps over, there's a there's a really funny little bit where uh, Izzy's about to like Izzy takes a pretty deep breath and he's about to go off again, and Sora Sora just immediately cuts him off. Like, yeah, no, we're not doing it again. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a lot to handle. Thanks, Izzy. It was weird the fact that all of this was dropped in kind of an unceremonious episode. It, I like this episode a lot. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like it happened all of a sudden, and it was usually it seems like they reach some kind of milestone, and then this becomes revealed. But there wasn't sure, really but, a so milestone. Th- it just kind of like well, 
I disagree. Like this, this cranked up the stakes, and it, yeah. the episode ends at extremely high stakes. Like not oh, only. Sure. Well, I don't want to jump ahead through the synopsis, but we we end in a very you know catastrophic moment where you know yeah. before the danger was that oh well our friend's not here anymore. Guess we have to find her, and now it's like holy shit, she could be dead. Like this she, is the first moment the show is like truly serialized. Yes, I mean yeah. the, there's a storyline, yeah. but they've usually concluded anything they've started. You know, within the episode. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying, though, is that like I usually they they reach some sort of mountaintop first. Like they they OK, you've collected all seven or you've defeated the bad guy. Now here's the truth about everything. Right, right, right. right. But in this case, it was like they sort of bumped and tripped into a cave and then they got everything. And that was but the first our, third of the episode. And then there's more. But our, I mean, if you, if you were to make a one to one analogy, like oh, they were it? last episode, they were they were on Dagobah with Pekomon. Yeah. And they left prematurely to go to <laughs> Cloud City, which is sort of what's happening here. Yeah. I yeah. Think that's fair. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the Edamon arc is over next week. Oh, OK. Dang. I think I think I'm pretty sure we reach an end of an arc uh, with the rescuing of Sora in that next episode. We'll, okay. we'll miss him dearly. Edamon's great. Mm-hmm. God, I know. Uh, so, okay. So basically, Izzy emails everybody to where the, <laughs> the thing, you know, he emails everyone to, to where this pyramid is, where, you know, someone is trapped and, you know, like the Nigerian prince is trying to contact Izzy. And yeah, uh, they come out of a comically large Sphinx mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's an upside down pyramid. And they go break inside, and Ty just starts being a real devil may care fuckboy. Yeah, he does uh, not seem to understand the video game rules. Yeah, he hasn't really put two and two together on this one. His need for pranks is... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's taking the complete opposite message. He's like, oh, nothing's real, and uh, that's where I stopped listening. So I, I can just do whatever I want here. <laughs> Great. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. And he just starts like needlessly antagonizing the enemies and like almost getting caught like 12 times and Sora is just getting more and more mad. Yeah. You and... can kind of judge like Ty's progression kind of like on groundhog day metrics. Like at what point during <laughs> groundhog day is Ty right now? You know, although he, he... <laughs> he does when, when Sora tries to rein him in, he drops, he drops this great one liner. He says, who elected you queen of the fun police? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of levels. There's yeah. a police for fun, and there's a queen of it. The queen of fun police. I'm the queen Elected of police. Elected queen police. I'm the queen of police. <laughs> yeah, it goes officer, chief, Give me your queen. badge and your scepter. You're out of here. <laughs> You'll never be police queen. <laughs> uh. Also, when things get dicey, Joe says, I think I left the water on at the back of the Sphinx, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I liked it, too. His line, could you yell a little quieter in, like, the assiest (laughs) asshole voice was great. Joe's fantastic. Um, They they find this little fucker named Datamon when they get in the middle of the pyramid. Is it Datamon or Nanomon? That's it's a another, it's another um, glaring over, not oversight. They don't change the title cards. So whatever English oh. name the thing has in Japanese is what they say. That was screwing me dub, up so bad. The dub calls it whatever they want. So it depends on how you're watching, because if you're watching the actual release uh, on Hulu, 
uh, they they replace the the names on the title cards. It says oh, data. Oh, on the did Hulu oh. give nice cool, give nice cards? So I didn't know. The the nice cards are on Hulu, but the original Japanese video that you guys are watching, I think, uh, is just with the dub audio on top of it with the original Japanese footage. Got Interesting. it. Um. So so yeah. Originally, his name is Nanomon, which I think they probably just didn't use because in the late '90s we hadn't really started using Nano as a culture. <laughs> like, like we weren't used to that prefix, and they probably just didn't think kids were going to get it, so right, they just right. used data instead. Because we were still, you know... The <laughs> iPod hadn't gone nano yet. We were children. No. No. The iPod had not gone nano. That's <laughs> when we started. That's when we as a culture accepted the prefix. Um, but he's a, he's a shitty little British robot boy, and... He tells him that he fought Edamon and lost and has been, like, forced to be his webmaster. Yeah, that tickled me. <laughs> which, which I think is wonderful, because I'm just imagining it, like, him just maintaining, like, Edamon's personal homepage. Uh, <laughs> like a shitty GeoCities site with a with bunch a of scrolling little counter text. at the bottom? Of yeah, like... with a counter... Like a web ring of evil Digimon websites. and I mean, the term webmaster is already so wonderfully archaic and, really and like grandiose. It's, yeah. a, it's up I, there with Queen of the Fun Police webmaster. It yeah. is. Contact my uh, webmaster. It's <laughs> <laughs> it the webmaster. Like a, it's like a spider thing. Right. Um, but he... Uh, he tries to he tries to, to get them to release him and immediately betrays them. <laughs> they really like, should have seen a, that coming. It's yeah. a quick 180. <laughs> He's easily duped children or email scams. And he, he teaches them the 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 lesson the the sailor says at the episode where he's like, This is why I don't believe people on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh the thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, because not even the Digimon wiki had an explanation for this, is there's two, like, the last episode we talked about shoddy animation, and mm. this episode there's shitty audio situations, oh, because yes. at one point, Ty has a line that is clearly a different kid doing his voice. And oh, really? That I didn't catch. Oh, yeah. There's, like, some other random kids that, that says a Ty line. Just one oh. line. But when we when it goes back... Like there's there's a big you know the fight breaks out and there's a big explosion and all the kids that were left behind at the Sphinx like are like oh shit stuff's going down when it cuts back to like Matt and them left back there's other dialogue on top of like yeah they ADR would a little yeah. bit back there I caught that there, there's some random kid going Beamon here yeah, I'm coming yeah but it's it's not a normal voice actor on the show it's over top of other dialogue happening at the same time. And it yeah. sounds like a mistake. And the Digimon wiki was like, we don't, we don't know why it's there. We don't know how that made it through. It makes no <laughs> sense. Weird. Oh. You know, I, I trust the Digimon wiki more than I trust the Jimmy Neutron wiki. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I, I thought it was weird that the, the whole, the audio editing part of this, I just wonder how fast these episodes were just shoved out the door. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the uh, the wikis for for animes are pretty comprehensive. They are. Every every anime nerd is a self proclaimed queen of the fun police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really apt. You're not. You are very <laughs> correct. <laughs> They're the queen of their very own brigade of fun police. Um, yeah. 
And then yeah, so so what happens here at the end? Sora, Sora gets, uh, and Biamon get kidnapped. So they get some digi evolutions, and Edamon just kind of like plows right through them, like he did before. Like yeah. they're no match for him, clearly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and and Ty slows down the whole operation because he finally gets uh, smacked with a, a sack of reel and is told that what happens in the game happens in real life. And uh, doesn't want to walk through this electrified fence because he's now suddenly worried about his own mortality. And yeah, it uh, fucks him that, up good. Yeah, he gets real fucked up and he's, he's super sad and crying. Yeah. Uh, he broke down. So that, that was yeah. kind of fun. He's breaking fun. down. We get a pretty cool save the day from Garuruman and Togemon. Yes. And then Matt, uh, Matt uh, is a shoulder to cry on for Ty. Yeah, because Matt's a good friend and a reliable <laughs> human being. He is. Matt's the sweetest boy in the digital world. What was it that Matt said earlier in the episode when TK got his crest? He was like, yeah, but don't make don't think this is just means that you get to stay up later. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's a like, dad and a brother. He's a dad and a brother. Ah, who could ask? He for does it all. <laughs> is that like I'm a joker? I'm a smoker. <laughs> I'm a dad and a brother. <laughs> yeah workshop that a little maybe it can rhyme at some point yeah no i'll get back to you on that okay good yeah i mean that's pretty much it the episode yeah yep they we ended a cliffhanger in. yeah there's a cliffhanger we gotta go save we don't know Sora. What yeah yeah so we will see what happens and i'm interested Next to week. see what the what the dynamic is like without Sora. Mm-hmm. um We've talked about this before a little bit, Allison. I maybe even with you, how she's yes. kind of like the shadow leader of the of the group. Absolutely, she's she's definitely the like level headed one of. The she's group. the mover and the shaker. She's yes. our she's our uh, little finger. She's the one who really has her thumb <laughs> on what's happening. Yeah, she. she I mean, she's always goggles. been the leader for sure. Yeah, she's the one who has all the good ideas, and then they somehow <laughs> get credited to Ty in the process. <laughs> right, and then Matt argues over them, and yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, pretty standard, pretty standard stuff. But yeah, no, she's she's far and away uh, the most uh, accomplished of of all of them, I think. So we will find out what happens. Who knows? Next week on Digimon Adventures. Hey, Austin. Yeah, Allison. Hey, I was wondering if you could tell us about our newest sponsor, Wet Sheets. Oh boy, Wet Sheets is fantastic. That's how many syllables I need to describe how good Wet Sheets are. So, <laughs> Wet Sheets are uh, a brand new way for you to fall asleep when you're in the bathtub. Uh, this works for the bathtub, the shower, the hot tub, uh, really any sort of uh, place that is running hot liquid. Commonly wet? Yeah. Right, and, and commonly wet. How does so, it work? Right. Okay. So you start by you pound a couple margaritas. You have some Merlot, Cabernet. Cool. Really, yes. kind of. You go about your regular evening practice. Um, you get ready getting, for a drunk shower. Yeah. So you know you sort of think about all the things that frustrate you, and <laughs> you know things that are bugging you, and the stresses of life, and you just you start drinking, right? As you do, as we all do every night, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And then we get into the shower or, or our hot. Usually, you fill up the bath. Um, you start, you know, singing uh, that song uh, that was your song before she broke your heart. 
and uh, then you just sort of, you know, sit into the bath and let yourself slip away, right? It's just sort of into, you know, and then see what happens. But with wet sheets, uh, they can secure your body uh, into the tub so you don't uh, go into the liquid. And so this sort of allows you to stay suspended and, you know, whatever kind of nap you end up having, uh, you don't got to worry about going into the good bubbles. So it's a safety measure. Yes, yeah. so you don't become a mermaid. Exactly. So, yeah, wetsuits sort of caress your body um, and support it uh, no matter what. That is like a pretty good idea. Yeah, so you can call right now. You can call Wet Sheets and uh, dial on to their website, contact their webmaster, <laughs> and uh, get some wet sheets, right, web, wet sheets right now if you use our offer code uh, SADM2DUDES. That was a typo, but we still like have to honor we that. Had to go like, with when it. they they asked us like what our offer code is going to be, and I accidentally typoed. So it is Saturn Two's Dues, <laughs> um, with a zero in there. Um, and uh, be sure to check it out now for twenty percent off. Well, hello. Uh, back to back to you, Fraser, in this apartment. Uh, how about that culture uh, and refined? How about that culture reference? How <laughs> Here about, in Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle. Um, Niles? No, shit, I'm not. Okay. You're Niles. Niles. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, now the thing we're talking about in the culture is Sailor Moon episode 16. Who is that masked man? And uh, Andy, do you have a synopsis for us? Boy, do I. Uh, my name's Fraser, though. Just oh, don't yeah. fuck the that Frasier. up again. The Fraser is the title. I am, I am <laughs> the, the Fraser. Our studio audience is not going to forgive another mistake. Uh, Neflight learns that Tuxedo Mask is Sailor Moon's greatest weakness and plans to use this to his advantage. Molly falls in love with Neflight's civilian disguise, Maxfield Stanton, and Neflight <laughs> believes that Molly is Sailor Moon. He then plans to go after her. Oh boy, I love I love every time we get Maxfield Stanton. He's great. Yeah. Neflight is fantastic. Neflight is such a more fun villain than Jadeite. Like they're still oh, effectively yeah. kind of the same person, or they fulfill the same pur- purpose. But, but he's significantly fancier. Yeah. He is significantly fancier. Jadeite <laughs> uh, would never drive a muscle car and hop over chain link fences and openly flirt with people yeah Netflix that was got, not his deal he's got he's got guts you know he's yeah. got that something got moxie yes yeah yeah and and neflight too we've sort of been looking at neflight's last couple of episodes and and his gambit for everyone is usually he goes after a specific person he consults his like his horoscope and you know is like oh this person likes dolls and this person likes beautiful dresses and I'm going to go, you know, get in on that. And, uh, you know, in this case, he just, you know, actually makes a smart maneuver and figures yeah. out Sailor Moon's weakness, which I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't Jedi do that like way before? Well, Jedi didn't have the power of constellations at his beck and call. Typical Jedi. Yeah. I got to say, you know, being like, okay, what's Sailor Moon's greatest weakness? And having the stars tell you it's tuxedo mask is kind of like 
asking what's Superman's greatest weakness and seeing a picture of Batman and being like, God damn it, that's just as difficult to deal with. You just showed me another superhero I have to fight. Like, how is that helpful? What uh, is great, though, is the fact that once he Neflite tells everyone in the Negaverse about Tuxedo Mask, they all take a minute to just swoon over Tuxedo Mask. Yes. How could they not? How could he's they so, not? He's so dreamy. He's so dreamy. Oh, man. But it's it's gotten to the point where it was with Jadeite, where Beryl is really tired of Neflite's like, dopey excuses for why he isn't getting shit done. And he ends up kind of throwing like a, a full grown man's tantrum. <laughs> uh and so he's he's got a real chip on his shoulder to try and handle this moon problem. So what are we what are we dealing with here? Uh it's a Molly episode. Well kind of so uh, it sort starts of, with yeah. Sailor Moon getting a letter uh from from Tuxedo Mask that he wants to hang that he's trying to party <laughs> with with the with Sailor Moon. His heart's just bursting with love is my favorite. bursting quote with there. love. Yeah. So it busting bustin with love. There it is. It yeah. is a pretty fun turn when she shows up to school the next day and every woman in Tokyo oh. has gotten this letter. And she's so crushed. <laughs> yeah. poor, okay. poor Serena. I've got some things to say about this. Please do so it. Yeah. All the girls in town were invited to meet with a masked uh, man. Only from the school. Only from the school. Okay. All the oh, girls right, in the school. The school. We're invited to meet with a masked man at night at a shopping mall. <laughs> it's also and, they also kind of flip it on its head a second time when Haruna pretends she was invited to chaperone. Yeah, so she also <laughs> thought she was gonna meet him. Yeah. Well, Poor oh thing. my god, they they don't the dialogue that they put in for the dub for Ms. Haruna is just that she's been told that she's gonna come along as a chaperone and then is pissed that she has to spend her Friday night babysitting a bunch of kids. But in the original Japanese, it's the obvious choice, right? Which is that she's jealous that she didn't get a letter. Oh. Um, I like right? that she got so, a letter just in case, because technically she could be. He doesn't. She he, could it's be one of the women at this school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the very least, another adult is taking all of these teenage children to meet a, <laughs> a strange true. masked man outside of a shopping mall. Well, and I think that's why they changed the dialogue, because they were worried about the implication. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not the implication. great. Yeah, it's not great. No. Um, um, but it is it is super strange, and everyone is planning on going, and it's like this next night at nine o'clock. And uh <laughs> I do I do love it because like Molly and Serena both decide that they're gonna show up hella early. Uh which I don't know why they're, they're the only ones that thought about that. They're planners. Right? Well, no, it's I think like, everyone else's like in, parents um, were like, oh, hell no. Right. In, in matters of love, Serena is very, very, very intelligent. Like, she knows, like, okay, then if all these other girls also got invitations, I'm going to show up early. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be wouldn't, a winner. Wouldn't be surprised if she gave Ray the flu as a way to. Oh, yeah. Ray gets most, Ray's trail. pretending to have. I thought Ray was just pretending to have polio because I, yeah, I thought she so knew about the letter. But then she shows up in the surgical mask later, so maybe she was sick. It was a confusing, yeah, it was, was a confusing really little sick. thread. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not sure what function that served. There's a there's a website I've been going to lately that uh, sort of Andy. Do we need it, to know about this? Yes. <laughs> Is it that weird dot m n n e dot something something? Yeah, I've been there thousands of times. Oh um, no, Andy. No, no, it's it's a website that's sort of. It, 
it's clearly uh, an old sort of uh, fan-made website, but it documents all the differences between the dub and the sub. Oh, cool. And uh, this one had a ton of little things, and it was like two-second cuts, three-second cuts all over the episode. So if things didn't kind of make sense or flowed funny in this one, it's just you can blame the dub because they were really oh, interesting. This was yeah. probably my all-time favorite episode so far. Really? It's uh, a good one. Not inc- it is a good one. Discounting that I didn't get to see Darian ride a child's train. <laughs> that one was great. <laughs> the oh, the man. rest of the episode was on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Crushtastic Serena is the best Serena. Like yeah, she, she gets majorly totally way beyond bummed. Yes. Yeah, she does. She's absolutely crushed. Uh she cries the men into submission. Yeah. Um, and she shows up at the arcade. That was oh, so yeah. funny when she <laughs> shows up at the arcade really and starts and just pours her heart out to these guys. Like, Serena, yeah, God, it's... oh God, what's that sound? <laughs> no. <laughs> Darian, Darian is hanging out with Andrew and trying to use the claw machine to get the tuxedo mask toy because <laughs> oh, he's a that. fucking self-obsessed creep. But, but oh, he doesn't okay, know. So he doesn't know he's tuxedo mask. I know, I know. But it's, which is fun because it's been a very confusing both with like just how vicious he is to Serena right? and yeah. knowing metadata that she's going to try to want to, they're, they're going to hook up. I was like, Oh, I don't know how right. I feel about that. Uh-huh. Um, also you- they've been doing those little, like um, the headaches for about six, seven episodes with no, oh, yeah, they've been laying that good. in. That's and good. And then they finally yes. yeah, pay that off. Oh, uh, can, can we, are, can we talk about that now? <laughs> Yeah, sure. The headaches, his hunk headaches. Yes, well, his hunk just, migraines. No, yeah, well, it's, it's werewolf. It's, it's, it's werewolf later rules. in the episode. Yeah, exactly. Like the the revelation that Damien transforms when Serena does is so beautiful and kind of one of my favorite facts about oh, this story. I did not understand that. Yes. That, yeah, like he feels her. Yeah, her like that's pain. what triggers it. He feels her in danger. Right, and, and like then, this. Yeah, the full moon comes out and he grows formal nope. wear instead nope. of fur. No, nope, that's not that's not what it is. No, nope, he's that's a wear hunk. <laughs> no, what's uh, what's going on is like the first hint that the connection that they have is more than you initially expect. Uh, right. Yeah, he he transforms when Serena does, uh, and the rules of his transformation are that he can't remember who he is when he is not tuxedo mask. He only knows he has to protect her. That's it. Does that That's, continue? Yes. That he never well, knows. He, he never it, learns tux- no, tuxedo no, it, mask memories. No, that that changes eventually. Yeah, he'll figure oh, out the okay. Endymion stuff later. Right. Yeah. As as soon as like not. I mean, spoilers, but also not spoilers. Like when they eventually find out. Like yeah, the those the physics of that will change naturally. Yeah, that's what um, I figured. Yeah. Yeah, but oh gosh, I just I I love. I love the physics of their relationship, and that sounds really gross. But like the the, the physics of like <laughs> how they relate to each other when they're just like normal ass teenagers, and how they relate to each other when they are tuxedo mask and Sailor Moon is totally different, and yet like absolutely like the same unit. It's ah, it's, it's so good. The show is so good. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> now I'd like to spend it's... a little bit of time with fake tuxedo mask, if yes. I will. Oh yes, my god, please, please. to hear Nephlight, to hear Nephlight in his like raspy grouchy voice say <laughs> every girl from crossroads junior high school is <laughs> just a treasure and a gift and, and i think every day yeah it's like a mother's worst dream yeah yeah worst he nightmare. shows up he shows up in a fake tuxedo mask costume and he woos molly 
and get I thought some it was a kind of cool twist that like we think Serena's going to show up early and fight him and instead Molly gets there even earlier and gets yeah. whammied. Yeah. Well, so the the deal is I don't know if we mentioned it yet that Molly is super attracted to Maxfield Stanton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when she gets this letter, she's like, "Oh, I hope it's from Maxfield Stanton." And just sort of runs with that train of thought like it's truth forever. And mm-hmm. uh she shows up early, sees Maxfield, and then they like flirt around and Maxfield senses some like energy coming from her to him and he assumes it's cuz she's Sailor Moon and that's what makes him sort of move forward with this plot to steal Molly. Well, what's funny is he senses energy, but it's immediately after she kind of basically calls him on his entire shit by accident, where she's like, Oh, <laughs> I bet it's from Maxfield. It's like, Oh, Oh, Oh shit. Uh, no, <laughs> <that> transparent. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, there's something coming from this girl. Yeah. It's that she figured you, it, she knows what's up. She got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when she shows up and he is dressed as tuxedo mask and he's coming down that escalator, she <laughs> said her accent is so uh, atrocious. She says, "Like, why don't you come a little closer? I'm not gonna bite you." And as it's, he's uh, moving down an escalator, <laughs> it's like ruining any possible sexy she might be trying it's, to give off. It's the one thing I do really kind of lament about this dub. I mean, sometimes it's funny, but it's it's so it's so irritating. It's cool. And I really want to like Molly because she seems like an interesting dynamic to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just so insufferable. <laughs> it's just that accent. That's it. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. yeah it's Did you guys bad. notice uh, in that moment where Neflite then is like, ha ha, you're Sailor Moon. He like jumps at her down the escalator and he makes his own like woo noise as he's jumping. Nice. <laughs> like his mouth is making a woo noise. <laughs> he's a uh, cool guy. Like he's so cool. He's the coolest tuxedo mask. <laughs> Love him. Uh, Does anybody Serena write down has... any of Serena's like four steps to perfect, like perfection? Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Her getting ready <laughs> moment do. is really yes. great. Please do. I want to talk about it. Um, now, my question, though, is when she did the three, was that just like a Japanese thing? And then they made it into like she's giving numbers like she no, was giving like a cute no i know I've... <laughs> they've got numbers i'm aware but i didn't know if she was just giving like a piece like a peace sign and then they I pretended know. she was giving a three. Oh, that i don't know so this is a little bit of a tangent and i don't remember i think that's still two in taiwan uses a, like a different hand counting thing where you can count to 10 on one hand oh right yeah i don't know if japan yeah. does that but i think that's still two either way or I don't have she enough. Did like uh, a, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I just didn't know, but it was. It was very funny. It was a good little section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's she has to get her best outfit on. She's got to put on her coolest socks. Yeah. Got to make <laughs> make her hair look good. She's got to wear that nice perfume. She's got to brush them teeth and put on that lipstick. It's such good steps. It's good steps. We and can her all lipstick we can is, all learn something from her. Oh man, like the pearly pink fuchsia pink. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, so she she shows up, and she shows up just in time to see evil Tuxedo Mask with clearly not Tuxedo Mask giant, like, auburn hair. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad before, she knows immediately. Like, I'm really glad before, they didn't try and make it like, like, oh, it's him. It's Tuxedo Mask. Like, she's like, no, who is this motherfucker? He's not my boyfriend. Yeah, it takes her a good. Come on. It, t- it still takes her a good 30 seconds or so. 
Well, she has to get closer. She's from the other yeah. side of the mall at first, so I, I give her. I'll give her. Everyone points. in the show has face blindness to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't want to forget that as soon as Ray catches wind that Serena's going, she oh, fights yeah. the she fights oh, the she plague itself a... to get in on Tuxedo Mask's hot bone. And and that's gotta be that's gotta be the my sick burn of the week. Yeah. Where Ray calls Serena a desperate Hong Kong. Yeah, I have yeah. that written down as well. I'm not going to miss out on desperate Hong, Hong Kong. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, uh, they have a little bit of a, a showdown here, and we see something that we see Netflight do something he's never done before, which is literally conjure a Zodiac constellation to fight yeah. for him. Leo the and Lion. <laughs> he gets Leo, which, you know, I'm a Leo, so me it too. spoke to me on a on a on a nice level. Yeah. And uh and as as Leo the lion materializes and approaches Serena, he says, Sailor Moon, you're lunch meat. <laughs> which Doesn't is Doesn't he call her Sailor Trash? He at some does point? call her Sailor <laughs> Trash. Amazing. He's he's just the worst villain. But uh, yeah. she transforms like soon after that and I, I believe as soon as the transformation is finished, we cut really quickly to Damien with the, oh, no, my headache, it's happening again. And he gets his own transformation sequence. Yeah, it's it's a little lackluster. I was a little yeah. disappointed by it. Because <laughs> he just kind of, it just sort of happens. He gets a little like multicolored background. I like to imagine it's really long and elaborate, but they just, like, cut it for time. They're saving us the, saving us. I, would, I would love to see that, though. Yeah, to see him do a full Santa Scott transformation would be pretty great. Awesome. Or yeah. see Netflix do one. Right. Yeah. But the cool thing, too, about this moment is that it explains why Tuxedo Mask is, like, always there. Like, yeah. right. if you if you don't yeah. know about any of this, it's kind of creepy that this dude just, like, shows up whenever Sailor Moon is fighting. Like, come on, she can she can handle it herself. But with the with the context of he doesn't know anything except he has to protect her. Like, right. That, and yeah. with, yep, with Angel and Buffy, Angel just kind of literally yeah. stalks her. Yes. Yeah. But exactly. Tuxedo Mask is a little less creepy. It's because supernaturally he's, yeah. sort of like magnetized to her. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's yeah. rubber banded to Serena. <laughs> and they're rubber banded to each other. Like yeah. she she can't help but fall in love with him. Right. Oh, yeah. they keep bumping it's true. Into each it's other true. Yeah. Yeah. No, these these two people are destined to fall in love with each other no matter what. Like that's that's kind of how this works. They're also mm-hmm. destined to get trapped in an elevator. They sure are. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful little moment. They're about to die because he's going to send the elevator all the way up and then plunge it down. And Ser- like Tuxedo Mask is like, we got to get out. And Serena's over there in the corner going, oh, no, but it's kind of great being stuck in here with you. It's so romantic. <laughs> it's so romantic. It's nice to be in this small space with you alone, finally. <laughs> Someone's trying yeah. to kill Smell. us, which is typical. It gets me in the mood. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, you're pretty. What's your name? You don't know your name? That's weird. It's so weird. Do you have a planet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that question. Do you have a yeah, planet? Yeah, they- they get they get out of the elevator and they're they're hanging in the shaft and he is doing all the work and she's just like trying to hold on to him and she takes that moment to get all small talk let's get to know each other <laughs> like oh man all of us girls talked we think you're super hot do you have he's a very planet? patient he's very patient with her too he's he responding to everything and he's not yeah. like look do you fucking mind yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, he's such a <laughs> wonderful man. He's so good, and he is patient because he 
cares about her and he cannot yeah. care about her and it's beautiful. And when he's not Darian, show. who Darian, who's just like a complete asshole. Yeah. And so, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's I guess I think Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde refunded to me, not just because he didn't have memory of being tuxedo mask, but it also means he's not being like an extremely weird, like hot and cold monster. Right. Sure. right. He he's not negging on purpose. Yeah. Because yeah. that's way worse than just being a jerk. Right. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It is. Being manipulative. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Emotionally abusive, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, yeah. <laughs> you might even say. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So uh, then they yeah. escape. I yeah, guess. the scouts show up. They save them. Uh, and, you know, Maxfield kind of gets away. He doesn't really succeed at all. All he gets is is uh, Molly's love energy that he stole out of her. And, and he uh, wipes her memory in a real, like, plot shrug. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, yeah. You can't what I like about... Right. But I think if, I've, if the titles of the episodes uh, are any indication... There's a little bit. We're gonna see a little bit more of the Neflight Molly thing, right? Does anybody know? I don't know. Or is it done? I'm not sure. I can't remember. We're it's obviously gonna minute. see. We're obviously gonna see more of Maxfield Stanton because otherwise they would oh, yes. worry about erasing her memory. Right. Bring it on. Yeah, <laughs> Gosh, I, I'm just I'm so excited for you guys to just keep. It was a pretty cool show. save the day when the uh, the other two Seattle scouts show up too. Yeah, yeah, they kicked ass. They were great. And Tuxedo Mask ends the episode on a on a classic Batman exit. <laughs> like, hey, look over there, and he just leaps off the building. Oh, it's wonderful. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then we have our, our sailor says, uh, which is a little bit of a floundering for something. A little tricky. I think. Be true uh, to yourself is a really. It. It's be true to yourself was the message, which is like my favorite go to nineties. Uh, what is this about? Uh, yeah. be, be true to yourself. There we go. Okay, bye. Yeah. It's yeah. Good it, they said a lot of words, and in the end, that's all they said. Um, but I, I, I really liked this episode. It was fun. It was a good one. It was a good twist. Uh, uh, not a twist, but like it was a nice change. Uh, they're they're really playing around with the the plot, which I appreciate because we're not just getting episodes like we had a few ago. Where I noted like, that too, not only on the Sailor Moon sort of formula, but just there were a lot of times this episode could have been by the numbers, and it mm -hmm. and it uh, had the self awareness to undercut that and go a different direction. Yeah, yeah. Something else I've been wanting to. I don't think we've actually mentioned this on the show, but uh, I keep forgetting to mention that for the last five episodes, so we've had a completely new voice actress for Serena. No, it's, yeah. uh, so we did talk about a little, it's the same actress, but she definitely goes super no. saiyan on her no. own acting school. No, no it's not. Different. Literally. Yeah. Okay, that's actress. what I thought. And when I looked up on IMDb, they have the first girl credited with every episode. So I guess that's just a mistake. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I think over the course of the full show, there are three women who do it. Oh. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I mentioned the fact the that she goes, one. she's a significantly better actress. Yes. Than the kind of whiny girl we started with. But I thought it was just a voice affectation. Yeah, we oh. thought so too. And we, when I think you brought it up an episode or two yeah. ago, and then Austin and I talked about it afterwards and we realized we, we were on the, on, on the call together and we realized that, that it was different. So yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what her name is. I'd have to go look it up, but it's, it's oh. different and she's fun. Yeah, I good. like what she does. Yeah. I like she her. She's a little, a little nasal. 
a little bougier, like a little more yeah. of like, Ooh, oh, yeah. sort of, you know, like a little closer to almost Luna's uh, sort of snootiness. But she, she does a lot of this just fun, fun voice work that, yeah, has been yeah. has been really good. I yeah, she kind of she that, has a good uh, sense of when the scene kind of will allow her to be very farcical and and mm-hmm. do go Probably. that direction. Yeah. I think about uh, that wedding dress episode, and and I remember Rory. You thought it was yeah. her, del- her her delivery was funny of that, like Bob, you've dashed all my dreams, <laughs> and and I, I still think about that. Like that's really emblematic of how she does uh, all of her her like goofy moments in the show. Mm-hmm. I like it. I love it. <laughs> I, I want some more it. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went to the song, and you went to Coldstone Creamery. I did go to Coldstone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's Sailor Moon. That yeah. was fun. Yay, Sailor Moon. Well, thanks for coming onto our si- situation comedy set, uh, <laughs> Fraser character Allison. Oh, man. As, as Daphne Moon, I will always love coming to this apartment we all hang out in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our dad's here, and that's fine. And the dog's here, and he's hilarious. Oh, you know what? With that, I hear the blues are calling. Salad <laughs> scrambled eggs. Hey, hey, gang! Why do we? Why don't we sing our way out of this episode? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Salad and scrambled eggs. Quite nice. And maybe I seem a bit confused, <laughs> baby. Well, I got you pegged. <laughs> but, but I don't know what to do with those tall salad and I, scrambled eggs. I think this makes you the the true Fraser now. I think they're yeah, calling you stole again. the Fraser crown. Do, no. do, do. <laughs> Good night, Seattle. Uh, I don't know how else we can lovely. end other than that. I think I think Allison had the final word. I think so. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Thanks, Allison, for being on. Uh, no we love problem. you all. I love you guys. Thanks for having Loving me. kisses. Bon voyage. Hey, everybody. The program you just listened to was another great episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We'd like to take a minute to thank everybody who makes Saturday Morning Tuesdays possible, like Kyle. Now, if you're looking for more information on Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you can always go to iTunes and give us a great rating if you'd like. That would really help us out. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. That's where we're at. We're at all those three places and also iTunes, like I mentioned before. You can also go to SaturdayMorningTuesdays.com. Next week, we're looking at Silverhawks Episode 7, Sailor Moon Episode 17, and Digimon Episode 20. We'd like to thank our sponsors as well, Time Parties and Wet Sheets, as well as our special guest, Allison Lurs. Thanks, thank, thanks her so much. Thanks her so much. Good night, everybody. Good night.